Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. And so tonight I'm wanting to share on a subject called Overwhelmed. And um, if you've been coming to our morning services, we've been uh, doing a series called Eyes Wide Shut. And it's just a series, we're talking about the devil and the demonic realm. And when you talk about the devil and the demonic realm, there are usually two schools of thought. One is that the devil doesn't exist, which is wrong. And the other train of thought is that there's devils in everything, or there is the devil in everything. And uh, that's wrong too. And so this uh, series has been about providing a balanced teaching for us into the spiritual realm and also for us to understand and recognise when we're possibly under spiritual attack and some keys on how we can survive some of those attacks. We've uh, had uh, Tony spoke last Sunday night, I think it was, talked about temptation. Uh, Paul shared this morning about accusation. And they're all um, schemes of the enemy. See, what we have to understand is that the devil is not like God. See, the devil is not all knowledgeable, he's not uh, everywhere, and he doesn't, he's not all powerful. He's a finite being like you and I, he's limited. And because of his limitations, he's had to think of strategic ways to keep God's people bound. And some of those are in the form of temptation, it's in the forms of accusation, and it's also in the forms of overwhelming people. It's a strategy, I believe, of the enemy to get God's people overwhelmed so that we can't do the things that God is asking us to do. And I love the saying that Tony mentioned uh, last week or in, in the series, he just mentioned about, if you know what the devil does then you'll know what he will do. And so this uh, subject tonight and, and what I'm wanting to share with you is it's about understanding this is what the devil does. So, okay, we will know what he's going to do for us because he can't do anything new. He's going to use the same old stuff. And that's the greatest gift we have is our awareness of there's nothing new. And so that's what he's done before. If that's what he's done before, that's what he's going to do for me. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about overwhelmed According to the dictionary definition, to over, be overwhelmed is to bury or drown beneath a huge mass of something. It's to be engulfed, overpowered or submerged. Someone said overwhelmed is a 20-foot wave crashing into you repeatedly. Now, I don't know how many of you here have ever been to Boomer Beach. Has anyone here ever been to Boomer Beach? For those who are uninitiated, Boomer Beach is a supposed to be a surf beach, but you don't really see too much surfing. You see a lot of stacks, or what do you call it when dumps? <laughs> and uh, Boomer Beach is a beach that has some big waves, but they break close to shore, which means that if you get caught in them, you're history. And I remember being, I think I was about 14 on a, a school aquatics camp, and we were doing um, kayaking, you know, with the kayaks. Now, I don't know what teacher would will possess a teacher to take you to Boomer Beach to go kayaking. But anyway, we were at Boomer Beach and um, I was in this surf ski, that's what it's called, yeah, surf ski. And I thought I was doing really well until I started to come into shore, obviously got off kilter and I got unceremoniously dumped. The wave picked up the edge of the uh, surf ski, tipped me. Now, I um, had just had my braces off, so I had an orthodontic plate. All I remember is the back of the surf ski smacking me in the head. Obviously, I gasped, so my plate went 
wherever, some fish is swimming around in the sea with that now, and hitting the bottom of the, uh, the sand. Because again, because it breaks so close to shore, once the wave comes up and breaks, there's nowhere to go. And so you find yourself eating sand and then the, the pressure on the force of the wave keeps you under. Because you've been whacked on the back of the head with a surf ski, you've already lost your breath. So you're... <gasps> And you're trying to find all sorts of sense to try and get yourself up. If you manage to get your feet up and your head above the water, you have just enough time to suck in some air before what? Before the next wave comes and does exactly the same thing. And I did learn, and I was very smart, must have been the teacher, to have a rashy vest on and not a bikini, because that's even harder if you've ever been in Boomer Beach and you're trying to keep it all together and find your feet. So that I've just described what would be a rather overwhelming situation. That's sometimes when life, maybe you're here and you haven't been to Boomer Beach, maybe you haven't been dumped by ways like that, but life has come at you and has given you that same sort of feeling where you feel you've just had been taken out from you, what you were sitting pretty, riding well, and it's been taken from you. You've been face planted into the sand and you are struggling to get your footing. And when you do get your footing, you're feeling like here comes the next barrage of wave. If that is you tonight, then you're in the right place because we're going to learn some keys that can help us to be able to overcome that. If that's not you tonight, then bring Breathe easy, but please still take notes because I can guarantee if you're not in a season of being overwhelmed right now, the good news is you will be soon because we cannot go through life without these feelings. It's not a problem that you and I get overwhelmed. It's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. And that's why we're so, if you're here and you're in a good place, awesome, and we celebrate with you. But take notes because there will be a season of overwhelming coming towards you. And I'm trusting what you learn tonight will help you so you can navigate it clearly and well. All right. So overwhelm is a 20-foot wave crashing into you repeatedly. Psychologist Marla D- W. Diebler describes overwhelmed as a feeling completely, as, as slow down, Kath, slow down. Psychologist Marla W. Diebler describes overwhelmed as feeling completely overcome in mind or emotion. When we feel a stressor is too great for us to manage, we feel overwhelmed. Now, feeling overwhelmed can manifest in many ways. It can manifest in things like anxiety, anger, irritability, worry, doubt, helplessness, crying, lashing out, or even panic attacks. And it's right now that I just want to say something too, a side note, that just to let you know that, you know what, not all stress, because remember overwhelmed is when a stressor, we feel like we can't manage it, when it's too hard for us to manage, but not all stressors are actually bad. When I spoke a couple of weeks ago about disappointment, I said the same thing. Actually, you know what, disappointment's not all bad. You see, when um, The positive side to short-term stress is this. It produces protective chemicals that increase immune cells that boost the body's defences. It's like our own personal repair crew. You know when you watch the Formula One and then the cars zip into the pit crew and the pit crew change the tyres? That's what it's like. When you face short-term stresses, it does things, it releases chemicals in the body that become our own personal repair crew. A burst of stress mobilises that crew to the areas that they are needed. As a result, your brain and body can get a boost. It can stave off disease, it can strengthen the immune system, 
It can make vaccinations more effective. It can even protect against certain types of cancer and can sharpen your memory. They did a study on rats. Rats hate to swim, but when they put rats in a stressful situation like made them swim, apparently they remembered their way through the mazes better. So stress, short-term stress, can sharpen your memory. So maybe I need to go back to Boomer Beach, <laughs> get dumped a little bit short-term and my memory, and maybe that'll help. But the key is balance. Too little stress equals you being bored and unmotivated, and we see quite a bit of that. People who are trying to remove themselves from situations, they don't want to, I just want to chill, I don't want to stress. They won't put themselves into, say, relationships or they won't get work or they won't because I don't want the stress. But if you're not, if you have too little stress, you'll be bored and unmotivated too much and you not only become cranky, but you can get quite sick. So the key when we're talking about our short-term stresses is balance. So what causes overwhelmed? Anything and everything, really. That's the simple answer. It can be anything from a long to-do list which we can't seem to finish. Who here is a list person? I'm a list girl. I've got lists everywhere. And what can often cause me to feel anxious and overwhelmed is it seems that every time I cross something off my list, I add 10 more. It's like the never-ending list. I know there's a TV ad about the never-ending packet of Tim Tams. Like I'd swap my never-ending list for a never-ending packet of Tim Tams any day. But it seems like every time I put something on... So Oh, um, we can be overwhelmed from this to-do list that never seems to finish or an emotional event, uh, event, event like a birth or a sickness or even a death or even, as I mentioned in my introduction, even uh, we can feel overwhelmed from simply from an actual spiritual attack. The enemy has, doesn't want us to succeed in something and he will bring circumstances and situations across our path that are sent there to trip us up so that we feel overwhelmed and we won't um, complete the purposes and plans that God has for us. Whatever the reason tonight behind your feelings of being overwhelmed, what I want you to know and to remember is that that is not God's desire for you. And tonight, quickly, I want to look at some things that uh, there was a king in the Bible, King Jehoshaphat, what he did in an overwhelming situation. And I believe that there are things that not only he did, but that you and I can do in times when we are overwhelmed. And I also want to mention too that there is a difference between being in a season of overwhelmed and depression. And I just want to, from the get-go, say, if you are here tonight and you seriously are struggling with thoughts of depression, mental illness and suicide, please, can I encourage you, you need to receive help. I'm talking about some keys that we can implement. And I do believe if you're in that place, you too can uh, implement these keys and it will help you. But doctors are God's gift to us. And so if you are sitting here and you're, this isn't just I'm overwhelmed, this has gone darker than that, I want to encourage you tonight, please seek help. Come and see one of the pastors here. We can give you um, some names of people who can help you in this, that situation. It is not a sin for you to feel that way. It is bad for you to stay that way. That's not God's desire for you. And I don't want to belittle that situation. You take your medication, if that's what the doctor says, you put into practice these things that I'm going to share and together we can see breakthrough come into your life. All right, so we, I'm going to take a, a passage from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Now I haven't put it up on the screen because it's a massive chapter. What I want you to do is some homework. So long weekend, day off tomorrow, you have some homework. I want you to go and read 2 Chronicles chapter 20. So you can 
understand that. I'm not lying to you. I, didn't, I haven't made this up. This is actually a biblical account. You can go and check up on me and make sure I'm telling you the truth. So I'm going to refer to that passage and we'll have certain scriptures in that passage come up. But you, please go home and uh, read it in your own time. But we're talking about King Jehoshaphat. Now, King Jehoshaphat was a good king. He was a godly king, not a perfect king. There's no perfect people. There's only Jesus who was perfect, but he was a good king. He loved God. Yes, he made some mistakes, but he did do some things right. And during his reign, he found himself in a situation where there were three other nations who banded together to wage war against him. Now, that's a pretty overwhelming situation, I'd say. I mean, I've had people not like me, but I haven't had nations come to war against me. And here's a man who's leading his kingdom and he's had three other nations band together and they've come out uh, to wage war against him. So six things we can do when we are feeling overwhelmed. And I've based them on this story and on the life of King Jehoshaphat. And the first thing we can do is we need to look up. Verse three in our text says, Alarmed Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. You see, Jehoshaphat was under immense pressure. I mean, three nations, three kingdoms coming against his one kingdom. And he's like, I mean, that's overwhelming. That's an overwhelming situation. If my to-do list is overwhelming, then that's an overwhelming situation. But what I love about this is King Jehoshaphat looked up. About 12 months ago, I received a new portfolio here at Victory. So um, I've said from the platform before that I'm the girl who says yes. So if God comes and says, this is what I want you to do, I'm yes. So when my leaders come and say, actually, we feel you should do this. It's in line with the gifts and the talents that you have. It's in line with the strengths we find in you. Well, I'm the girl who said yes. So 12 months ago, I said, yes, I'll do that. Three months into that, I went, no, 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 don't want to do that anymore. Because I just got overwhelmed. I just found, you know what, this was within my gift set. This is what I was good at. And I found myself thinking, I'm not coping. This isn't what I thought. And I just thought, when I read that story, I just thought, you know what, my focus was all wrong. I had started relying on, you know what, this is what I'm good at. This is administration. This is an extension of where I go. This is an extension of what I do. But I had stopped looking up and had started looking in. And when you're feeling overwhelmed, the, what you've got to do, got to do, got to do is continue to look up. You know, we're gifted. We've all got talents. We're all good at some sort of things. And the scary thing is we get quite confident in that. We get quite used to that. We get comfortable in that. And like I said to you, I didn't want to insult your intelligence, but I just found myself going, this is what I'm good at and I'm feeling overwhelmed. The reason I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just left God on the shelf. I didn't do what Jehoshaphat said and inquire of God. I wasn't looking up. And then when you're not looking up, do you know what you do? You look around. And then you look back and say, but I want back there. No, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, your circumstances, whatever it is, if you're feeling like this wave is constantly crashing on me, I am not coping. My first key for you tonight is look up. Look up to to God. Ask God to help you. Resolve yourself to inquire of the Lord. I love it in verse 12 of that same passage. um, Jehoshaphat says, We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. 
If you're seasons of overwhelmed and I'm not sure what to do and I don't know if I should do this, I don't, you know, I don't know what to do, but God, my eyes are on you. As I said before, we're busy. We love to just get in there and do things. We love to just go, you know, I know. That's why I just found myself. I know how to do this. I can do this. I was relying on me, not relying on God. Found myself in a place where, oh, I'm not coping with this. What's wrong? And God said, because you're not looking up. I heard a lady say just this week, I was listening, she said, you know what, in the busyness of life, don't let your relationship, your personal devotional time with God slip. She said, we've got to be good at exchanging whispers with God before we shout with the world. And the world is clamouring for our attention and we all have responsibility. We all have things to do, but we've got to get good at looking up, exchanging whispers with God before I have shouts with the world. So not only did King Jehoshaphat look up, but secondly, we need to keep up. Don't neglect the basics. Chapter 3, verse 3, he said, He proclaimed a fast for all Judah. Verse 4 says, The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. They came together. I don't know of a better way to say church than they came together. It says that they came together. When we're under overwhelming situations and circumstances, when we're feeling like I'm not coping, it amazes me how many times people give up meeting together. Now, I know I'm talking to the converted because you're here, but I sit with people all the time. And so when you say to them, hey, you know, tell me about this, they're saying, you know what, I'm not coping with life. Things are getting on top of me. I think I'm just going to step back from church. It's like, no, if you want to overcome, you need to keep up the basics. Jehoshaphat said, keep meeting together and he declared a fast. Things that you and I take for granted, these are things we've got to do. When you're feeling overwhelmed and the the natural tendency is to draw back, the natural tendency is is to get into self-preservation mode, the natural tendency is, is, I just want to protect myself, I don't want to have to think about that. Can I say... That if you're in a situation where you feel, because you're under attack, because you're not feeling like you're thinking straight, you're not thinking straight. And when you're not thinking straight, it's like, you know what, I need to place myself in an environment where I can give myself the best option and the best opportunity to be thinking straight. Or at least have someone come alongside and help me to think straight or direct my thinking. And so when you're feeling like, I can't take it and this is going, it's like, keep up your disciplines. Don't let them go. I have been leading this church with my husband for 20 years. Do you know what I did this morning when my alarm went off at half past five? Yes, I went to the bathroom. Yes, that is the first thing that I do. Let the dog out of the laundry. Yes, that's number two. The ne- well, that's not probably right. <laughs> number two thing to do. Okay, anyway, whatever. Go back. The first thing I do is I go down, put the kettle on, make myself a cup of tea, and I sit and have quiet time with the Lord. Read my Bible and then spend time with God. Keep up the daily disciplines. I'm not telling you that because, wow, look at me. I'm telling you that after 20 years of leading the church, I'm still doing that. Why? Because I don't want to be in that place of being overwhelmed. I need to keep up the basics. I've just finished a 30-day fast. Again, not trying to, but I'm just saying, you know what? For me, for me, I just went 20 years of leading this. I believe God's got bigger and better things for me. I can't stay the same. I cannot lead this church the same as I was last week. I've got to be ever changing because our church is changing. I can't do what I did back then because this isn't the same. So I just thought, I felt God say to me, do a 30-day fast. So I just did a 30-day, I was going to say bread and water, uh, fruit and vegetable fast. 
But I tell you that to say it's the disciplines. Keep up the daily disciplines. Do you know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow at 5.30? No, because it's a public holiday, 7.30. I might, I'll have a two-hour sleep in. Do you know what I'll be doing tomorrow morning? Reading the Word. Toilet. Let the dog out. <laughs> Cup of tea. <laughs> Reading the Word. Spending time with God. That's what you need to do. If we're talking about how do we overcome when we're feeling overwhelmed, we've got to keep up the basics. Keep up your disciplines. Read, pray, give. Again, when you're talking to people and they say, oh, you know what, I've stopped giving because I was like, you know, if you're overwhelmed in there, you don't stop. Keep up the basics. Keep serving. I thought I'd just step back from serving because I'm feeling overwhelmed. No, give. Give of yourself. Give of your time. Give. Because when you keep up the basics, you give opportunity for God to be able to move in your situation. Continue to attend. Continue to encourage. All right. Okay. Thanks. The third thing that King Jehoshaphat did was he speaks up. Verse 5 says, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? Jehoshaphat spoke up. He spoke up about the great things that God has done. He reminded himself what God had done in the past. When you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling submerged, when you're feeling like I can't catch a break and this 20 ton wave is continually crashing over me, we need to speak up. We need to speak to ourselves. I've shared many a time about our testimony with Mitch when I was pregnant and the negative reports that the doctors said over him. And, you know, there were times when feelings of overwhelm would come. You say, what if the, do- the doctors are saying is true? God, what do I do? What am I go- how am I going to cope? How am I going to fit um, this little disabled boy into our life? How am I going to do this in, li- in light of what we are doing for you? All these thoughts. When you're overwhelmed, you know what? I had to speak up. I'd say, you know what, God? Your Word says, you will not tempt me beyond that which I can bear. So if you said I can do this, I can do this. God, Your Word says that You've created him in my womb, that You've knit him together. So, And Your works are wonderful. I know that too well. I had to speak to myself. I had to say, God, Jeremiah 29 says, for You know the plans that You have for me. You know the plans You have for this child, the plans of hope and a future, plans to prosper. You've got to speak to yourself. And can I tell you this? You all speak to yourself anyway. We do. We've heard it said many times about our self-talk. Is that I talking to you at 300, I talking to you. I'm speaking to you at 300 words or whatever, but you, what you're saying about what I say is at 1,200. So four times quicker about what I'm saying to you, you're saying to yourself. So you're speaking to yourself anyway. So we just got to have a little shift and say, well, if I'm talking to myself, I might as well talk positive. Because what's the difference between whether I talk negative or, or positive? It doesn't take any more effort on your behalf. It's still the same thing. But let me tell you that the difference in your life will be magnificent. If we had two people up here and we had one speaking negatively over themselves and one speaking positively, it's the same effort taken. It looks the same on the outside, but can I tell you the fruit in your life is completely different. And so you need to be like King Jehoshaphat and say, I need to speak up. He said, God, you drove out these inhabitants before us. God, you gave us this land. God, you're the man, you've got all power. You've got all this. God, why? 
That's why he spoke up. He said, it doesn't matter what they're saying. This is what I'm saying. And when he spoke up, he spoke up in the hearing of others and it blessed all those in Judah too who listened to him. If you're, wanting, if you're feeling overwhelmed, then you need to speak up. You need to speak words of life. We did a conference one year for Sigwo and we called it She Speaks. And the catchphrase was, we frame our world with the words we speak. And we talked about the frames, you know, you see beautiful pictures in frames and our words, we write our life story by what we say. And so we've got to speak up, speak positive. So you're feeling overwhelmed. I'm not talking denying. I'm not saying that we just ignore its existence. We're just saying, this is how I feel, but it doesn't matter how I feel because feelings come and feelings go. But God, your word stands forever. If you are feeling overwhelmed tonight, you need to speak up and you need to speak words of life over yourself. Fourthly, (laughs) you need to stand up. Stand firm, don't run. Verse 16 says, Tomorrow, this is God speaking to uh, King Jehoshaphat, Tomorrow, march down against them. They 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 will be climbing up by the pass of Zik, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jerul. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat didn't run. He didn't allow his feelings to get in the way of the task. And we have said this once, we've said it a million times from this stage. Watch where you go when you're emotionally low. You know what? When you are feeling overwhelmed, don't make any major life decisions. Stand up, stand firm, don't run. If you're in a season where, oh, I can't catch my breath and this is happening, stand up, stand firm, don't run. Maybe God is speaking to you about moving on. Maybe God is sharing some things with you. But if you're in a season of overwhelming, that too then shall come to pass. But you don't make those decisions right there, right then. Watch where you go when you're emotionally low. The number of times people have sold houses, They've bought cars, they've changed jobs, they've changed partners, they've uh, moved interstate, they've moved overseas. Why? Because they were in a season of being overwhelmed. They didn't interpret it correctly and they shipwrecked or sabotaged their life. It's like stand firm. If it's a word of God for you that moving is coming, then you wait until you're in a season of peace and God will still confirm His word. But if you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious, it's a flight mentality. And there's something in us when um, we're being attacked or we're feeling on the back foot, we have two responses. We are, it's fight or flight. We either come out whacking, like if you back me in a corner, I'm going to take your head off and I'm going to try with all my might, or we cow, we, we run. And so when we're talking about a season of being overwhelmed, stand up, stand firm, don't run. Don't run. Just stand up, stand firm, don't run. Watch where you go when you're emotionally low. I am not in, there's been several times where people will ask me questions or ask me decisions. And if I know I'm not in a place where I can answer that, it's the simple answer is, you know what? Thank you for that. I'll take that under consideration. Can I get back to you? Because I don't trust myself in my answer to them. And so we're just going to say, you know what? I'm, I don't have to say to them, watch where I go when I'm emotional. I don't tell them I'm emotionally low. I'll just say, 
cool, can I get back to you? And so you guys have got, you've got to have that opportunity of I'm feeling overwhelmed, but oh, I had to buy the car because he offered me a free cup of coffee. It's like, really? Okay, you know what? Well, maybe watch where you go in your motion. Maybe you shouldn't have gone car shopping. Just a thought. You know, same with house or job. You know what? Your boss is offering you a promotion and it seems too good to be true. If you're not in that uh, stable place where you can make that decision, just, you know what, boss, can I have some time to think about that? If he says, no, you can't, it's like, well, hang on. That's, if, if it's one of those, you just, that's where you've got to trust God and say, you know what, God, I know enough to know I'm not in a position to make a clear and concise uh, decision. So the answer is no. We say to our kids all the time, if you can't live with maybe, then the answer is no. So then they know that before they come and ask the question, if my answer is going to be, I'll see or maybe, if they can't live with that and they keep pressing and pressing and pressing, then the answer is no. So they're already thinking, okay, if I'll live, they'd rather live with maybe than no. All right. So again, put your stand up. Don't run. Yeah. Stand, stand firm. You know it's three. All right. Stand up, stand firm, don't run. This is a thing I have learned in 20 years of leading church and 30 years of being a, a, a Christian is that God wants to do something in me before He does something through me. And you know what? If you run, you won't learn what He wants to do in you. So then He can't do what He wants to do through you. Stand firm. I am not moving. Here's the line in the sand. This is where I'm standing. I'm standing up because God, I am feeling the pressure. I am feeling the weight. I feel like I'm drowning. I'm feeling like I'm uh, engulfed. But God, I'm standing firm because I know this is for a season. You want to do something in me. Why do you want to do something in me? You want to do it in me so that you can do something through me. And if I run, you can't do it in me. And if I run, you can't do it through me. God wants to do something through you, but to do something through you, He's got to do something in you first. Stand up, stand firm, don't run. And fifthly and finally, we need to sing up. Sing up. Worship your way forward. Verse 21, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him for the splendour of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for His love endures. And they began to sing and praise. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading, who were invading Judah and they were defeated. How's that for a battle strategy? King Jehoshaphat sent out the musos. Now that is like going to Adelaide Oval to watch your beloved crows play and out of the race runs Jess, Elise, Naomi and our musos. Now great people but I don't know what they're like as footballers. I mean I was expecting Tex Walker and the crew and you know what? I'm at the semi-final and the Crows need to win this for me to go through to the final. And I love you guys and you sing great, but I've seen you kick a ball and it's not looking good. And that is what it's like. The temptation is, but you know what? I'll put my best foot forward. I want to do it in my strength. I'm going to do what I know. If it was me, it's like, you know what? Where's all the athletes? Let's get them on there. Give them the swords and the shields. And God says... You know what? Put the musos first. Because you know what? Worship defeats worry every time. Worship defeats worry 
every time. And if you're in a season of feeling overwhelmed, you know what? You need to sing up. You just need to open up those windpipes and let rip. You need to sing up. Now you might sit there and say, well, what's that going to do? You haven't heard me sing. It's not about how you sing. It's about singing. Again, last week, whenever Tony shared, you know, when people say, oh, I didn't get much out of the worship. It's like, we're not worshipping you. You come and bring a sacrifice to God. You come and say, here I am. When you praise, when you sing up, you know what it does? It just takes your eyes off you. It takes your eyes off your circumstance. And it puts your eyes where they should be. Point one, look up. You need to look up so that you can sing up. And go, you know what, God, this is how I feel. I don't know, understand why my circumstances are what they are. And here's the key. You're not praising God for your circumstances. You're praising God in your circumstances. God, I don't understand why this is happening to me. I don't understand what is going on. But God, I know and love you dearly. God, I know that what you're doing for me is for my benefit. I know that there is something in here you're wanting to release in and through me. God, I'm not worshipping you for these poor and pitiful circumstances, but I choose to worship you in these circumstances because you want to do something in me so that you can do something through me. If you're here tonight and you're feeling overwhelmed, you're here tonight, you're feeling submerged in the pressure. My challenge to you is sing up. Send the musos out first. Don't try relying on your own strength and what you're good at. Sing up. He's not listening to how well you sing. He doesn't hear how well you sing. He's just hearing a heart that's after Him. Someone who's taken their eyes off their circumstances and said, it's not about me. There's not a thing I can do, but other than sing praises to you. And as I finish tonight, this is, this is what I love. Here's the result of what King Jehoshaphat did. It says in verse 25, So Jehoshaphat and his men went to, to carry off their plunder. And they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect. And verse 27, Then led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lyres and trumpets. The fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel and the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side. Joy, peace and victory can be yours. That's what Jehoshaphat experienced and that's what you and I can experience. When you are feeling overwhelmed, when you feel like you're drowning, when you feel like you're being buried beneath huge mass, you feel submerged or overpowered, can you do what I do and take a lesson from King Jehoshaphat's life? Can you look up and inquire of the Lord? Can you keep up and keep up the basics Can you speak up? Speak about the good things that God has done and will do for you and your situation. Can you stand up? Can you stand your ground and not run? And can you sing up? 
Can you release the power of praise into your situation? And the result will be joy, peace and victory. I believe you can. Just like me, you can do those things. Because in order to get it, and that is the joy, the peace and victory, in order to get it, you've got to go through it. Amen? Amen. Can I pray for you? Wonderful. If you would just bow your heads. Father, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters who are here tonight. And I specifically want to bring to you those who are feeling overwhelmed at this time. Those who are feeling like they're drowning, that they're under a huge mass, that they're submerged. I'm asking for Holy Spirit, won't you come and just meet each and every individual? I pray that these simple keys would resonate within their life, that they would remember them, that they would indeed look up and look to you, that they would recognise that they've let the basic slips and they, the basic slip and they would keep up. God, that they would stand up and that they would sing up. Won't you speak to each individual here on the specific area that they need to address? Just that one. And Lord, as they make that step, won't you meet them like we know you will? And won't your grace, your peace and your mercy be their portion? And for those who are doing well, I pray that this message, they could just keep in the forefront of their thinking so that when feelings of overwhelm come, when seasons of not coping come, they can remember these tips and they'll be able to go to them and that you, Father, would receive honour and glory because as you do this in our life, you want to move through us and touch the lives of all those we come in contact with. So I pray your blessing, your peace and your favour be on us all tonight in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 